What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and today is Monday, May 17th, 2021, and it is the start of another week. We really haven't had too much happen today just for reselling purposes. There was one small release on the sneakers app, I think, and it really wasn't anything that special. It was like a Jordan Delta 2, and I looked up resale prices for it just because I, I wanted to see if it was even worth making like, you could even make like 10 bucks on the thing. And I wasn't going to go for it if I could make that, but I just wanted to see if it was possible. And it looked like you could have. I mean, if you really don't have, if you're really just getting started, I think that it actually probably would have been a small flip. I mean, you could have made 15, 20 bucks on it and it's relatively low risk because if you just have a credit card, you can put the, the charge on there and then return it before the charge charge would like be collected and stuff like that so I, I don't know I think it's a I think it's a pretty decent way to make money is just doing these really low-key flips and and trying to build up some capital that way if you're just getting started but other than that there really wasn't too much to be to be made out of that so either way I had to drop some stuff off today at the FedEx and then at UPS and USPS and sometimes like I'm debating right now whether or not I should just start doing package pickups for most of it, and I really should. I just I'm not used to it, so I don't really set them up as like I should. And I've been debating like every day, thinking like, should I set this up? Should I set this up? And like I just don't, and then I forget about it. And there really isn't too much to set up. I've done a package pickup before for USPS, but like it's such a waste of time going into the post office because you got to go in there first off. Like where my post office is, there's no parking. It's really really bad there's like two parking spots on the street and then if, if not you have to park like across at a bank so if you have to deliver anything that is like relatively large you're going to be making multiple trips and it's like a pretty long walk just not ideal for saving time during lunch and stuff like that so either way i should start doing package pickups i am probably going to at least for the post office because they are pretty reliable in my area i do know that some places they aren't so like my girlfriend has done it before because she sells on etsy and they don't pick up from her apartment at all like they they've done it like one out of ten times i think she's scheduled like a bunch of times they never come and like one guy found her apartment picked it up so it you do have to kind of make sure that they are reliable in your area and they're not just like ditching whatever they're supposed to be doing for for that day but mine have been so they're pretty good and i'm probably going to set that up and start doing that for at least usps if not fedex and ups if i can get that scheduled too so that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I did have to go to the UPS in, like there's a, a more metropolitan area right next to me. I had to go there just because I had a fairly expensive item that I needed to ship out. And for stuff that's over like, for stuff that's around a thousand bucks I would or, or more, I will definitely take it in person. I don't want to leave it at like a Walgreens or a Advanced Auto overnight because both of those will do different pickups. So like Walgreens, Dollar General, they'll do uh, FedEx pickups and then advanced auto and like a couple other weird locations do ups pickups which is nice so like i don't have any ups's or fedex's near me but i got a dollar general like a mile down the road either way and then an advanced auto like two or three miles up the road from me so it's not really that bad i mean i can just drop it off there but if it's an expensive item i want that thing hand delivered like in person just it makes me feel better i don't want it sitting overnight and typically i don't get there before the fedex guy gets there for the day to pick it up so like just imagine like a one to two thousand dollar item just sitting in a walgreens overnight and it's just sitting in their photo center like it's not it's not very safe so i try and at least get it delivered there myself and don't have to worry about it don't have to worry about somebody just nabbing it even though they don't know what's inside the box i mean still it's just a little bit 
it just makes you feel safer. And plus, if you start covering stuff in eBay tape like I do, like it just it's just more prone to getting stolen. Like if it's just regular tape, it doesn't look suspicious or it look like something that could be valuable. But if it's eBay tape or like Nike tape, that's the other thing. Like Nike's just do a tape is super iconic. It's also very easy to notice and steal off of like somebody's porch or off of just anywhere where somebody sees it available. So that kind of stuff I try and rip off actually just because I don't like the like the Nike tape being on there because people do steal packages and I think I'm actually running into that right now with the Ama Mani Airs that I got the the raffle I won they were I'm pretty sure they were stolen because they were dropped off at FedEx like three or four weeks ago and nothing happened with them so they like they've just been sitting there and it says waiting for shipment waiting for shipment I think the person just nabbed them because obviously you can see where it's coming from and if you're a sneakerhead you know that the Ama Money Air 3s were coming out and they probably got them way before release date so like imagine I would have made like seven eight hundred bucks on those things and now they're just completely like down to 300 bucks that person probably flipped them so I'm kind of bummed about that I'm emailing them they haven't gotten back to me about what they're going to do about it so it's kind of a, a loss right there but either way I mean I can get my money back they didn't deliver the thing so I can still get my money back somehow or the other but I just kind of rather have the shoes because that's profit that I lost and actually a lot of profit that I lost on those. So kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, but, you know, you keep it moving and, and you just keep going through things and that is the way that things go sometimes. So take the good with the bad and keep it moving. But today I wanted to talk about the the things that we start with and that kind of sounds a little bit vague. So I'm going to go into that real quick. So I've been thinking a lot about where I want to move my podcast and what I want to do with it. And the, the main thing that actually like the the real reason I make this podcast every day I've talked about it a little bit is because I think that nobody nobody like not enough people know how to make money on the side and that's an issue for me because not that many people are happy with what they're doing anyways and I know a lot of people aren't happy with their income so if you're not happy with what you're doing in your regular job you're not happy with your income then what are you doing because like and and I get it like there's there's obviously commitments that you have you have a house to pay for you have kids you have a family like that kind of stuff makes sense and that's why a lot of people have jobs that they don't like because it provides a paycheck and it gets them through the day. But at the same time, you're kind of just wasting part of your life. And I feel the same way with some of the some of the time at my job because it's not something I'm super passionate about. And sometimes it's honestly super frustrating. But at the same time, it just, you know, you kind of get paid really well. And at least I do. And it's just something where it's, it's a paycheck right now and it helps me kind of have stability with reselling so that I can be a little bit more risky. I'm not worrying about, hey, am I going to make, not that I have rent right now, but if I were to move out, like, am I going to make rent this month or is this, am I going too deep on this item? Like, I can always bail myself out with my day job. So that's something that's very nice and something that's like comforting when you're trying to resell. So that, that kind of being said though, I do think that people can make full-time salary off of reselling. And even if they don't want to do that, even if you like your job, but maybe you're not happy with your wages, reselling could easily supplement that. And I think a lot of people, they need something to do in their free time because a lot of people don't, most people don't like going out and doing yard work, right? Nobody really likes cutting the grass or trimming the hedges or all the kind of stuff that needs done around the house. And that's what a lot of people end up filling their time with, or they fill their time with like video games or something like that. But I think a lot of people really need like a hobby. Like hobbies are, are really nice. They, they keep you occupied in your free time, but a lot of hobbies cost money. And I have always struggled with this because I don't like spending a lot of money on things that are just like kind of a a side thing like it's just never been something that I wanted to do because it wouldn't be just it, it would almost feel like a waste of money it's just kind of the way I'm wired I don't know why it is but that's just how I am so I was like okay what hobbies can I do that make me money and eventually ended up finding reselling and kind of got into that and it really really 
kind of developed into something that's a real business. So the real reason I do this podcast is because I want to teach people how to make money. And if you are listening to this, maybe you're newer at reselling, then I really want to tell you what the the sort of items that I would target if I were going back and restarting this whole reselling thing over again, what sort of things I would do. So if, if I was new to reselling, and that's kind of what the podcast is going to be about, if I was a new reseller, what would I sell? And just with the knowledge I have now. So if I were to go back, I originally started flipping coffee mugs. I started flipping stuffed animals, like really, really cheap, low key items. And the thing was, I really didn't have a lot of money. Okay. I did have a credit card and I'm kind of upset that I didn't use it more than I did, but I did kind of come up with the way that I like to do reselling or that I would recommend people do reselling now if they have it available to them. And most people do. But like I first just started going to thrift stores and doing coffee mugs and stuffed animals and a little bit of clothing. And that's really all I stuck to. And the thrift store is so much more than that. If you're going into a thrift store, the real money sections are like electronics and like stuff like that. Video games, if your thrift store has that or like old, like not as much old music, but you can find money in music and stuff like that. But really the electronic section is your big money maker. And then you can find some stuff in handbags. You can sometimes find stuff in shoes, depending on what your thrift store is and how it's set up and what kind of donations are made there and what area it's in. And the same thing for like sporting goods. Sometimes you can find some really good golf clubs. So that's what I'd focus on. If I'm going to a thrift, I'm focusing on electronics, sporting goods to see if I can find some golf clubs. Jackets are a really, really good money maker because around me, like we have cold winters and a lot of people in some of the areas that are around me are buying like North Face and stuff like that. So you can get some good deals on North Face and then flip it on eBay and just some like lower key stuff like that. I really would not focus too much on thrift stores for myself though, because coffee mugs are great and stuffed animals are great. And I love flipping them just cause it's like a, it's like a hobby within a hobby. Like, like reselling is not a hobby for me. It's an actual business. But like, if I were to break out a section of it and say, this is kind of just for pure enjoyment and it really has no purpose selling coffee mugs is like that to me because I'm not really making that much money. I sold one last night. It cost me I don't know, it cost me like 25 cents. I sold it for nine bucks and I probably netted somewhere around four to five bucks on it, okay? It was a waste of my time. It really wasn't a good use of my time whatsoever. I spent like 15, 20 minutes packaging the stupid thing up. Like I'm not very quick at packaging them up. It takes a lot of resources. It's a waste of time and it's just more so a waste to my business than anything. But I do enjoy selling them because they're just fun. Like they're, they're like, they're. it's interesting to see like the pick out at a garage sale what sort of coffee mugs would do well and why you think they do well and then just testing that like it's it's fun i think it's a good way to learn the market for things and really get a good understanding of how how what sort of things influence a buyer's senses and what sort of things appeal to a buyer so that's kind of why i do it i just i think it's fun but if i were really to start doing this again what i would start doing is i would go electronic section on the thrift store and maybe like coats and sporting goods. And that would really be it. Like that would really be the main things I'd focus on. The other things I would do though, would be a lot of heavy retail arbitrage, as long as you have a credit card and as long as you're able to manage your time and manage things on a calendar very well. The reason I would do this is because credit cards are very, very easy to use. And they're like, you have to pay them by a certain date. But what I was doing when I first started reselling, and I wish I really would have hammered this harder because I would have made a lot more money faster. I was going to the local outlet by me, buying a ton of shoes. I mean, like I was spending like 600 bucks, 600 bucks to me back then. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but back then you got to realize like when I say I had 20 bucks, I had 20 bucks. <laughs> I didn't have any money. So me throwing 600 bucks out there on my credit card gave me a slight panic attack every time I did it. But the other thing that it did is give me a lot more options whenever I'm trying to list on eBay and a lot better chances of selling something because I could invest a lot more shoes. And if it didn't sell in those two or three weeks that I had 
you have my credit card was like four to five weeks i think you had like every month you paid on a certain date but in like two or three weeks if they didn't sell or they weren't getting a lot of movement i just go take them back i'd get the credit back on a card before it was due to payment and it wouldn't matter like it's not like i spent anything but if i did sell the shoes i made the money i paid the credit card off for that part and then i kept the profit so it's kind of like a risk-free way plus nike is insanely good return policies so like, you can wear the shoes from nike and, and return them and they don't care like that's that's how good of a return policy they have i think they're also doing a 60-day return policy right now so it is something where you can definitely make like good money just doing nike flips and i did that at the outlet for a little bit what, what i wish i would have done is went on the sneakers app and really started entering for a lot of shoes and it's difficult to hit on the sneakers app but sneakers is like a very very good gateway into reselling because you can really really start to make good money especially if you hit a, like a good sneaker so like most sneakers you'll make anywhere between 40 to 50 bucks on depending on how low key or high key they are like how how important they are but then if you start to get into the really rare releases and you hit on one of those you'd be looking at like two to five hundred dollar profits sometimes now 500 is way out there 200 is is more so like what you would make like you could have made a lot of money on the uncs if you would have hit those you could have made a lot of money on the hyper royals if you would have hit those and like some of these shoes are like two to three hundred dollars profit and that to me was a lot of money back then when i first started reselling it still is but like there was a time where I resold for months, like two or three months, and I didn't make 300 bucks total. So like making 300 bucks on a single release, and that was back when like the Travis Scott's were coming out, like the Travis Scott ones came out and stuff like that. Like I would have made a killing if I would have gotten those and flipped them immediately and stuff. I, I obviously probably should have held them, but when you don't have any money, you can't just hold shoes. So like that would have been my move. Just go in, pick up sneakers, and if they don't sell in your time that you need to pay them off, just return them before you need to pay them off. And make sure you time it right so that you're not getting like this weird lag where you need to pay off your credit card and the, the credit hasn't come back into your account yet. Like figure that stuff out and do your research on that. But that's what I would do. And you can really, really start to level up your money with that, barring that you put in the research into sneakers. So that's what I would do. I mean, like that's not really that hard. Sneakers are pretty easy. You just go for like the colorful ones or the popular models and things that really stand out. And you'll probably do very well. And plus you can go on Instagram and Twitter and look at people's comments whenever Soul Links or Sneaker News tweets out a picture of a shoe and see what people are saying about that. That's all I do. I mean, it's not that hard and you can really, really start to make good money on it. So if I was just starting out right now, I would do that and then I would also hit up like electronics and really start to learn that kind of stuff too. Because if you can go to like a garage sale and know what sort of electronics the, that are there and have a good understanding of vintage audio, have a good understanding of what types of vintage electronics, I mean like DVD combo players with a VHS, super, super money. Like you can make really good money on the right ones if you know what you're looking for, like the, the Magnavox ones and stuff like that. Like you can really, really crush because they're so hard to find and they're so hard to find in good condition that people will pay like over a hundred bucks for them. I didn't know that when I first started reselling. So I don't know how many of those things I passed up on, but it was a good amount. And, and those sorts of things, really learning your vintage electronics and learning things like that could really help you when you go to garage sales. So my two things I would do would be hitting sneakers as hard as possible within reason don't just like don't do anything absurd like max out your credit card on them like that's not the goal the goal is to figure out what you're doing learn relatively risk-free and make good money on these shoes and if they don't sell you return them before you're due to pay but the other thing i would do is hit garage sales whenever they come up around your area and start doing some electronics there and really focus on that because electronics are like the biggest money maker they're hard to test they're not that fun but you can make the most money on them and i've made the most money on electronics flips from my garage sales stuff like cameras stuff like old like 
receivers and things like that that you can get different like stereo set setups and things like that that's where i made the bulk of my money in garage sales it hasn't been on stuffed animals it hasn't been on coffee mugs they're fun to sell you can make easy money on it but they're going to sit for a while and electronics will sell faster so if you're trying to really really get the ball rolling quicker start selling shoes start selling electronics and start really learning some of these niches i mean tools another one that you could learn i don't know very much about it but i've seen a lot of people start to pick up on those because they're super abundant at garage sales stuff like that where people will pay up for them that's really the sort of thing that you need to learn in order to get reselling and start like jumpstart your reselling if you want to actually start making money quicker learn the things that are higher profit that are more in abundance so that would be your electronics i mean even hunting stuff and then you have your your sneakers and those sort of things are like very easy to find very easy to come by relatively low risk those sort of the things that i would be looking for and i would i would do that and you'll probably make a good amount of money you would make a lot more money than i did in my first year of reselling just focusing on those things learning those things and learning how to sell those items so that's what i would do hopefully that helps you out and hopefully you can get reselling if you haven't started yet um but yeah that's what i would do that being said, I'm going to go so you guys have a great rest of your Monday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.